0: How can a caravan of nurses traveling across the United States deliver a message of compassion for nurses and the nursing profession to a nationwide audience? Let's talk all about it here on this bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show hello and welcome to the nurse keith show i love having you along for this wild ride whether you're new to the show or you've been on the journey with me for months or years as always thanks for being part of the growing nurse keith nation this podcast is all about you and your nursing career and i'm here to share education ideas diatribes and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare nursing entrepreneurship, technology, medicine, and beyond. And did you know that Nurse Keith Coaching is your one-stop shop for all things related to your career? That's right. I offer individualized coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals around the world. And if you mention that you're a listener, you'll get 10% off your first coaching package. Email me today at keith at and we can schedule a complimentary consult to explore how coaching can help you have the most satisfying life and career possible. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward That is nursekeith.com forward compassion Caravan. This is one of those bonus episodes without an episode number. And today we're welcoming friend of the pod, Maggie Brown, the founder and organizer and possibly chief compassion officer of the Compassion Caravan. And Maggie, I want to get right into it. So tell me, what is the Compassion Caravan?
1: Hi, Keith. Um, I'm excited to be here with you today and tell you about the Compassion Caravan. So the Compassion Caravan is this wonderful project that is kind of birthed through this confluence of energies coming from the 2020 being the year of the nurse and midwife as designated by World Health Organization, 2020 being Florence Nightingale's 200th birthday, and it's also the 40th anniversary of the American Holistic Nurses Association. And this beautiful flow of energy has brought forth this wonderful project called the Compassion Caravan. It's a group of holistic nurses traveling 2,546 miles. That's without detours um, (laughs) or road traffic. (laughs) And uh, we're going to bring kind of a thread of beautiful connection of compassion through the USA as we travel. We'll have venues, three specific venues where We'll have workshops and CE events for nurses. One will be a retreat, like setting up at the Omega Institute of Rhinebeck, New York. Then one will be in Philadelphia, PA, where it's a two-day retreat. And then Austin, Texas, as we make our way to the h conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we we'll are also... Right
0: down the street from me. That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a nurse, uh, nurse camp out in the mountains, too.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is so exciting. When you first contacted me, I just thought this was such an amazing idea, and it sounds like things are really building now, the energy's starting to build. And why compassion caravan? What was the impetus for the the name of this this it's not even an event. It's um it's a happening. Like it's it's something bigger than a singular event. So why compassion?
1: Mm. So compassion is this place of, um, it's, a, it's a common humanity emotion event experience, mm-hmm. and it's our strength. I think there's that misnomer of compassion fatigue, uh, and, and that's really um, misguides us sometimes thinking that maybe compassion isn't this really strong muscle that helps us, but compassion is something that helps us feel connected when we're truly heard. In that, and it's in response to suffering. So, uh, it felt like uh, the the call that people were putting out there, needing to be heard, held, and uh, able to express what they needed to voice what they needed.
0: Now, when you say people, are you talking about nurses, lay people? is it compassion for the world? Is it compassion for the healthcare system? You know, what do you feel is the, the direction and what would you like the bigger impact of this to be?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. So the compassion caravan, the compassion is being expressed in response to nursing burnout. So the direct mm-hmm. focus is for nursing, to provide a safe venue for nurses to be heard and dialogue and brainstorm um, basically uh, to in a way be that first step for people to just actually have the space to say what is going on for them in nursing Mm -hmm. personally so um and then you know a component of the compassion caravan also is we have a declaration of compassion which is just a, a lovely two-sentence declaration that invites the public in as well so they can come and sign that. So I think that um, in the spirit of true compassion, we like to widen the circle. Though our focus is on nursing, it flows out, I believe, the pebble in the pond, you know, the ripple that that
0: expands. Absolutely. So even if you're expressing compassion towards nurses, that compassion billows out to other people as well. And, you know, it. There, when people hear that term, it has many, many connotations. And do you have the um, declaration on hand? Could you read it to us? Sure. Okay, go for it.
1: So the Declaration of Compassion says, I acknowledge suffering as a human experience and embrace compassion as a beautiful necessity of humanity. Today, I will practice one small act of compassion.
0: Hmm, that's beautiful. Now, people listening or someone out there listening might be thinking, well, where's Maggie coming from? Like, what is it in her life that actually led her here? And I understand that you have, I'm looking at your website, you have a website called innerlightrecovery.com. You are a nationally board certified advanced holistic nurse you're a nationally board certified health and wellness nurse coach, you're a certified nature and forest therapy guide, and you're a Reiki master. And you happen to also be a nurse. So you're coming from an incredible several, sounds like three decades of nursing experience and experience beyond nursing because you're doing Reiki, you're doing forest therapy. So you've taken this notion of holistic nursing and you've blown it up into something much, much bigger. And I'm curious, as, as a nurse, as a clinician, did you start out in allopathic medicine? Were you working in hospitals or health centers? Like what, what was that initial nursing experience like for you when you first jumped into the profession?
1: I think that initial experience was one that allows me to hold space for when nurses who are in the acute care setting share about how overwhelming it can be. <laughs> so it was in the eighties and, um, I worked a lot of night shift. We had a big 40 bed medical unit and we were pretty routinely short staffed. Uh, so it was amazing to learn so much, but also pretty scary. Uh, when you realize that you didn't have the staff and you needed to provide the care that you'd like to provide. So um, I, and I remember the day and it, it was a wonderful experience, but I remember the day saying, you know what? Mm, like 85% of the people here may not have been here because it was preventative illnesses and, and this isn't working for me. So I went and got my master's as an adult nurse practitioner.
0: I see. So you're a an ANP certified ANP.
1: I'm yes. Yeah, so I let my certification go because I no longer practice as an NP. I see. But I practiced for years, so I said, "Let let me go to primary care." And in primary care, there was more space to do the patient education and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then i um, I had three babies in three and a half years, so I took some time off, and that's where I started my integrative education, which was really cool. Uh, It was family, friends. Everyone was like, wow, this is great. You know? Mm -hmm. So when I went to go back, I thought, you know, I want to be in a place where I can really sit and listen and hold space for my clients. And I chose not to go back as an NP, but to start with stress management coaching and then Mm -hmm. went ahead and got my health and wellness nurse coach. So in that place, I'm now in a position where I can just hold complete space for the client, honor that they are the uh, expert of their health care and can find the direction of where they want to go. Uh, that's how I, I got here.
0: Wow. Now, you let go of your nurse practitioner certification. Are you still licensed as a registered nurse in Pennsylvania? Yes. hmm You are. Okay. So you've been through quite a journey and I'm, you know, the compassion caravan is a literal journey because you're going to be traveling from Philadelphia all the way to Albuquerque. And we'll talk about the route and where you're stopping along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're also on this bigger, more, um, ethereal journey if you will of the compassion this movement of compassion so we have a literal journey and then we have the journey you're on and that you're taking everyone on that is much bigger than the caravan the caravan is sort of like the physical manifestation of this vision right Mm -hmm. if i get that correctly i think that's yeah Mm -hmm. oh thanks no charge (laughs) Um, (laughs) so the compassion caravan how did you come up with this idea to actually travel across the country? And are people, nurses specifically, really um, taking great interest in actually participating in some aspect of the actual caravan?
1: Yeah, you know, the, it was a project that kind of was in the field of my awareness for several years, and I I was picturing it as the heal mobile.
0: Mm, um, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Except that's taken, and it's like a dog service. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. was so much for that. Yeah. Well, no. When I was sitting with it, I I really said, you know, healing is is nice, but it, it's more outcome focused. Whereas compassion mm-hmm. is more about holding space, acknowledging, and um, allowing
0: it's more being than doing i guess mm-hmm.
1: exactly mm-hmm. yeah so in my uh when i was up in a forest north of ottawa in my one week immersion training for the beginning of my forest therapy certification so i'm an anft certified guide so that's a six-month training mm-hmm. and you but you start with a week immersion and i did a medicine walk up there on this um sacred algonquin land it was amazing mm. and it came into even more focus like this is something that needs to happen and for me it really resonated that it, it needed to be there for my fellow nurses to open this space for them so i started talking last year when i was at the american holistic nurses conference which was in tulsa last year and i started sharing and people kept saying that's a great idea no that's a great idea so, um, God opened a space in my life for this to kind of percolate out. And, um, I started saying, I said to one friend, I said, Do you want to hear this kind of crazy idea? But I think it's so needed. And she's like, yes. So, um, the more I reached out to nurses, the more they said, yes. So, um, people are stepping forward and volunteering and it's a group effort. It really is.
0: That's wonderful. Now for our friends in the United Kingdom, caravan generally means like a recreational vehicle, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they also understand the term caravan because, you know, camels in the desert, etc. cetera. So this caravan is actually going to be a physical group of vehicles traveling around the country, right? Mm -hmm. And do you have a sense of how many people may actually be taking part in the actual traveling?
1: The actual traveling starts in the Catskill mountains and works its way down. We may have uh, two pre-launch events. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think the core group that's going to be absolutely at every stop going through is about eight nurses, but
0: that's that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. huh
1: And then okay. there are many who are dropping in though. And partial. Right
0: here and here and there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So so you are beginning in the Catskill Mountains. And where is the caravan actually setting off from?
1: So we are gonna kind of circle the wagons and gather up here in Philadelphia, PA. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have to travel north to get to the Catskill Mountains where the Omega Institute is. But we're all we're all gathering up here in Philly. Then we'll head up to the Catskills and work our way south and west.
0: And that's the Omega Institute is this kind of holistic, um, amazing institute that happens generally in the s- summer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it happens for a month or two months every year in Rhinebeck, New York, I think. Yeah,
1: they open in May. We're actually the weekend before we get there is their opening. And they mm-hmm. go through to September, I think, fall. They don't have heat for the winter, so they're not there when the
0: snow's there. Right. Yeah. It's a real, I've never been, unfortunately. I can't believe I never went, even though I lived in Massachusetts not that far for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> what a, what a, I'm so ashamed. Um, but um, so they have workshops and they often have like, really world-renowned people like Ram Das, bless his heart, he mm. died recently, and so many other incredible teachers, and then lots of other people who are not as well-known, but who have incredible gifts to share. So are you giving a workshop for nurses there? Like what will happen at Omega if if there's a nurse listening who, whether he or she lives nearby Rhinebeck or not, and they think, wow, I'd really love to go there, what will actually happen at the Omega Institute?
1: So most people are gonna arrive on May 11th, which is Monday, and get there in the evening, settle in, have a wonderful meal. We're gonna have some nature-enforced therapy guides available to do some nature therapy that evening. Mm-hmm. And then we start in the morning, and we're gonna start, um, the, well, Omega offers that you can do yoga or Qigong or meditation in the morning, which is lovely. We'll also offer some nature-enforced therapy then get a really good yummy breakfast and then head in. we are going to open with a large group gathering. We call the beginnings of each of the platforms as we go through uh, each of the three events. Uh, gathering of kindred spirits is how we open and w- in Omega we'll do a large group gathering. And then we're going to have um, presenters talk about some topics at um, each venue. So in Omega, Lucia Thornton is going to speak on, Uh, Self-compassion, and Margaret Erickson is going to do an artistic expression activity, so it's going to be experiential. And Dr. Helen Erickson is going to come and talk, and she'll talk about what we call the backdraft effect. With when you start treating yourself with love and compassion, sometimes emotions get stirred, and Mm. stuff might come up.
0: Uh
1: And then Linda Barks coming, and she's going to talk a little bit about moral injury.
0: Wow. Linda Bark was my mentor. She's the person I studied with at Wisdom of the Whole to get ready for the certification exam to become a board certified nurse coach. Um, I was in one of those first cohorts and I worked with Linda to kind of get up to speed and take the exam. And Margaret Erickson is the director of the American Holistic Nurse Credentialing Corporation, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's been one of the people behind this whole board certification thing that's come through for holistic nurses and board certified nurse coaches, et cetera. So these are some powerful people. The other ones I'm familiar with, but haven't met, but Margaret and Linda, I know fairly well. So that's a pretty powerful group of people. And then um, from Omega, you're all going to be taking off for other environs and when we come back from the break i want to talk about the other stops along the way of the compassion caravan and then i want to talk a little bit about the year of the nurse and kind of the the deeper broader meaning of the year of the nurse to you specifically and then just a little bit more about how you feel about this event and the hna conference in albuquerque next this year and part of your vision for where it could go from here. So it's wonderful talking about the caravan and what's going to happen along the way. And then I want to hear about, you know, how this could be taken forward even further, because I'm sure you have ideas about how to keep this going. And, you know, you might circumnavigate the globe, who knows. So (laughs) when we come back from the break, we are going to come back and talk about all those things and more and dig deeper into the compassion caravan. So we'll be right back with this special bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nursekeith to read all about it. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash nursekeith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now let's dig back into today's topic Without further ado. Well, thanks for hanging out here for this bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Remember the show notes. You're going to want to check them out. They're at nursekeith.com forward slash the words Compassion Caravan. That's nursekeith.com forward slash Compassion Caravan. There are going to be links to CompassionCaravan.com, to their Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and All the information you need to know about where the caravan's going and if you would like to intersect with it along the way between Rhinebeck, New York, the Omega Institute, and the final destination for this leg of the trip anyway. We'll talk more about that in Albuquerque, New Mexico, just an hour from Santa Fe from where I sit at this very moment. So, Maggie, it's so great to have you here. We've been talking about the Compassion Caravan. We've talked about your history, where you came from as a nurse and an adult nurse practitioner, and now you do incredible work in the world as a certified forest therapy guide and a Reiki master and a holistic nurse. You just, you've got it going on. So we started out with talking about the Compassion Caravan being at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York and launching on the road. So what is the next stop once you leave Rhinebeck, New York? Where does the Compassion Caravan head next?
1: Next, we're going down to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're gonna have a two-day event there. The first one is on Friday night, the 15th of May, and it's called the Circle of Compassion Celebration. So we're gathering for the evening from 6.30 to 8.30. This um, will be a celebration more, with music involved and circle sharing and meditation. And we're also going to have silent auction with it.
0: Wow. And where will this happen in Philly? Do you have a venue?
1: Yeah, we do. We're actually on the campus of St. Thomas's of White Marsh. So that's in Fort Washington. Um, People will say this is Fort Washington Hmm. when they get there, but (laughs) um, it's a beautiful campus. So it has a labyrinth on it and it's got amazing trees. It's, you know... so the evening event will be in the Learning Center on there, which is from the 1800s, early 1800s. It's very has an energy that's just solid and loving, so it's a great space to be in. And then the next day, we'll be back on the same campus. They'll be will be in a large lecture hall for these um, events. Margaret Erickson, again, will do her artistic experiential, and Helen Erickson will speak to the back draft that comes up with self-compassion practice. We'll also have small circle breakout groups like we have in each venue there, uh, but it's going to have a little bit, just like Omega, a retreat, kind of easy pace-like feel. Uh, people are invited to come early before it starts and experience yoga or mindfulness in the learning center, and then... We'll have a little longer lunch and you can go out to the labyrinth or do a little forest therapy, you know, nature intro. So it's going to be a nice pace to the day.
0: Wonderful. So I'm curious if someone flies into Philly or drives into Philly and they want to meet you. I used to live in Philadelphia. It's my old hometown as a young man. But where is Fort Washington in relation, say, to the center of town?
1: Yeah, so it's north of the town. What's nice is that you can get to it pretty easy from the PA Turnpike and the Jersey Turnpike, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be north of Chestnut Hill if you're a real Philadelphia kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and then we are going to have a little book, a uh, group of hotel rooms if people want to stay over and do the Friday night and they're from out of town and do the Uh, Saturday together so we'll have some rooms
0: reserved. Great and I'm sure there's public transportation up to that area as well from Center City
1: Yeah yeah there Uh is Um, there is no train stop or bus station well there's actually a bus stop right near but the train station's a bit of a walk Yeah, And I would say an Uber is more appropriate. (laughs) Okay,
0: so there's ways to get there. Okay, so you'll be in Philly a few days, and that's you live in that area, right? I do. You do, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Beautiful Philadelphia.
0: So where do you go from there? I think you're going down the eastern seaboard, if I'm not mistaken.
1: We are going down 81. So we're on the western side of the Shenandoah
0: area. Oh, okay. And where's your next stop after Philly?
1: So we're going to stay overnight. We're um, discussing camping in the Shenandoah versus uh, finding more of a hotel lodging. So Mm -hmm. uh, the travel team is discussing our options. Okay. And then we're going to stop in Nashville. Awesome. Yeah. We're not going to have a full event in Nashville, but we're working on a meet and greet kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. give a shout out uh, to the podcast, any Nashville nurses who want to be involved in helping organize that, be a part of the caravan and just reach
0: out. And say, yeah, we've got Vanderbilt there. We've got all, all sorts of organizations and facilities in, in the Nashville area. And I'm sure that people could, you know, hook up with the caravan and maybe drive with you for a day and just kind of have some fun and then head home again. So people don't have to commit to this whole trip because not everyone can do that, but anyone could probably drop in and take part for a little while, right?
1: yeah we're going to try to offer nature enforced therapy little Mm -hmm. experientials as we travel at calling in guides from those areas so they Mm -hmm. know and are familiar with the um, nature settings and that's a nice way to participate because i know you mentioned earlier you know talking about the year 2020 of nurse but really honoring florence nightingale's theory that nature cures and helping nurses get back in touch with mother earth and as a very easy way to de-stress. You know, we have lots mm-hmm. of science, decades of science about the physiological benefits. Of
0: oh, absolutely! You know, with a tree, w- yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So, um, so once you leave Nashville, and some folks might maybe slip out and go hear some music one night. Um, yes. Well, you're not there very long, but um, there's a big draw there. Where do you head from Nashville?
1: We're heading to Austin.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah. So you're heading across. Um, into the heart of Texas, really almost the geographic center of Texas in a way. And what will happen in Austin?
1: So in Austin, we're gonna have an evening event on Tuesday, the 26th, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where we'll uh, do, again, the offer that expressive arts experiential that Margaret Erickson has. uh, It's just a really deep, wonderful, beautiful workshop. And then Helen Erickson will talk also again you know, sharing about um, what self-compassion is and backdrafts and that kind of thing, and really holding space for that. So we're going to do that on the evening or midday, the date, the times and dates are shifting a little bit. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you check back to the website for that. Okay. And um, then the next day is the ninth regional conference for Texas. And that really draws from about five states.
0: Ninth regional conference for Texas of what?
1: the the texas h and chapters oh
0: i'm sorry i misunderstood so there's yeah. going to be a lot of people coming from all over texas for that mm-hmm. that's yeah. exciting and so how long will you be in austin
1: so we'll be there the night of tuesday well the day of tuesday the 26th
0: mm-hmm.
1: and wednesday the 27th
0: right and then i'm assuming that albuquerque will be your next official stop after that
1: it is we yeah. are going to head on out. There is a nurse campout overnight, an optional one if people wish to camp out um, in the mountains east of Albuquerque.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the conference will be our next destination, which starts on the 1st.
0: That's right. I will be there. I'm going to have a exhibit table there and I, um, I won't be speaking, but I'm going to be hanging out, networking and talking with people and I'll have books and stuff. But the whole important thing was really to be present and having the AHNA conference in my state of New Mexico is very exciting. I wish it was in Santa Fe, but Albuquerque is much um, bigger yeah. and is actually much less expensive to hold conferences. So I understand why they chose a larger city, though I, I'm i a Santa Fe fan myself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Fe and Albuquerque are almost like different planets. And people are always like, I never go to Albuquerque except for the airport. And I'm one of those people.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: it's only like 55 minutes away. It's funny. Um, but they really are like different cultures they're they're so different and they're both very wonderful and and just have different personalities I would say as cities and um, I know Albuquerque is about 12 hours from Austin because I make that drive uh, periodically to visit my mother-in-law so is you going to do a straight shot from Austin to Albuquerque?
1: We are not. In the interest of self-care, we've decided we're not (laughs) driving more than seven hours at a time.
0: Good choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that requires between Nashville and Austin to be a stop. We're looking at more uh, nature settings to do that. Mm -hmm. Or
0: between uh, Austin and Albuquerque as well. And then
1: between Austin and Albuquerque also.
0: You know, you have this, this incredible journey and with people joining here and there and taking part in some sounds like some very powerful experiences and when you get to the ahna this is a big conference this is the the national conference of the american holistic nurse association and my friend and former podcast partner elizabeth scala is the president-elect i believe at this juncture yep and i'm wondering um what do you plan to do with the compassion caravan at the H and a, is it going to be integrated into the conference? Is there going to be an event in Albuquerque for nurses? who want to check out the caravan?
1: That's a great question. We have um, approached the national H and a board to see if we can be included and folded into the conference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, be a presence. So that's our wish is to, I want my exhibit hall table to be right next to nurse
0: keys. <laughs> awesome. You'll put an order in. Yeah. And you can request them.
1: <laughs> and then, um, so to be a presence there, to have the declaration of compassion there for people to sign. And then that Friday night, it's our wish, the compassion caravan team's wish to be able to do some kind of celebration. Cause Friday night, the fifth is not only a full moon, but it's, uh, international world environment day so
0: oh awesome. yeah okay mm-hmm. so you know down the road we'll have more announcements about what's happening with the caravan in terms of the albuquerque events mm-hmm. so we'll know more as we move forward and your communication with the ahna moves forward so we'll have to stay tuned on that so switching gears a little bit and that's not a metaphor. I didn't mean
1: that as a pun,
0: but switching gears, you know, whether you're driving an automatic or a, or a standard, you know, it's up to you. Um, so what do you feel could come about after the h conference is over, after you've made this journey? Do you have an image in your mind or a wish in your mind or a concept of where this could go from there once you've completed this incredible journey.
1: Yeah. You know, it's a question I get a lot and Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like, okay, well come on people, (laughs) let's stay in the moment. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And I I think that the, the beautiful thing of it, it, it will bring um, maybe that awareness that the first step is to let's just sit and listen and hold space for, um, the suffering of nurses and nurses uh-huh. are wonderful, amazing people, but we're human. So we do suffer because that's a part of humanity. So to just hold space for that is really great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just talking about the compassion care band of people. I was booking my reservation for the H conference and I was on the reservation line with Hyatt and the woman taking my reservation. She was talking to me about, um, where I was going and what I was doing. And I was telling her about the Compassion Caravan. She started, she became verklempt. Did I ask her, can I share your story? She said, yes. She's like, I I was a nursing assistant and and I've left because it was just Mm. so overwhelming. And thank you for doing this. So I think Uh that, yeah. And I think, so the place of getting there are all the little parts along the way that I've heard already from people saying, thank you for doing that. And just um, people already feeling heard. Where, mm-hmm. where can it go? You know, I, it could go a lot of places. I've had several teachers who I've told this about. the teaching field needs this, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, the country needs it, you know, the world needs it. So it's embracing that, you know, um, uh, the Dalai Lama even spoke to the fact that, you know, it's not a luxury. Compassion's not a luxury. It's a necessity.
0: Absolutely. Right. So, we will see how it manifests and what is born out of it. And I'm sure along the way, you're going to meet all sorts of people and you're going to meet tons of people at the HA and and at your different events and people you meet probably by happenstance as well. Whether you're camping or you're at a rest stop chatting with people, you have no idea who you're going to meet and what's going to happen. So it will be very interesting and I'll have you back for sure. And we'll be, you know, doing some little recordings along the way so that people can keep tabs on the caravan. And also to understand that, that this could go, this could get much bigger. It could encompass so many other aspects of nurses lives or maybe teachers or who knows, we don't really know what's going to happen. So I think your openness to serendipity and synchronicity and to see, what manifests from this experience is I think that's really bold and I think it's wonderful to not have a real solid agenda beyond because you're just going to find out, you're going to see, see how it all comes together. And I think that's very exciting.
1: Yeah. I think when you leave it open, all possibilities can happen.
0: Right. But you have to leave it open. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're, if everything's all kind of nailed down and nothing can move, then you know you you remain more rigid rather than flexible and you know change and serendipity aren't necessarily your friends in that particular respect so i think it's wonderful and i honor you for for being so open to however this this happens to expand and and make way and i'm assuming you're sending out press releases and you'll be contacting the media along the way
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah.
0: That is super exciting. So, is there anything else you would like to say to let's say a nurse who's listening right now, whether she can actually connect with the caravan physically or not. What's your message to this nurse who is feeling who's feeling like she's losing her mojo mm-hmm. that the profession is wearing her down? even though she loves her work and loves her patients and loves what she does and loves her identity as a nurse. But the actual doing of it is really taking her to her edge, to her limit. So what's your message to that person in this very moment? What would you tell her?
1: I would say to her, just hold yourself lovingly, as if you would hold a child, you know, and and wrap your arms around yourself and say, you know, you know, my dear, dear being, here you are, yeah. and this is hard. This is difficult. And and you do the best you can each day, and, and I love you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So part of it then, what you're saying here, what I'm hearing, is compassion for the self first, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I've written and spoken before about the nurse martyr syndrome. That's what I call it. And I've talked about compassion fatigue and all those other concepts, but I think the nurse martyr syndrome is something I've seen a lot, where nurses are often, not always, often the types of people who will give even more than they have. They will work from, they'll work, they'll run on empty Basically. Right. And we ask our nurses to do this, especially in hospitals, I think, and clinics and really, really busy venues and facilities where, you know, typical story nurse works for 12 hours, maybe has one glass of water, can't even get to the bathroom and um, doesn't have a meal. Maybe it might have some peanut butter and crackers in the in the um, in the little galley area on the unit. You know, we ask so much. And what do you think? now I'm not asking you to solve the whole healthcare crisis. Oh, that's, that's a bigger conversation. <laughs> so, as you're right. sweating, right? <laughs> but what can a nurse do who's in a situation like that, who feels like she is a martyr, that she's 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 yoked to this work? she loves it, but she feels like she's really losing it. So other than loving herself, what does this nurse have to do to have more of a sense of agency for her own wellness?
1: Well, you know, that's the interesting thing. I think that comes from part of the Compassion Caravan is often we say, oh, you must do self-care or here's the self-care. We invite you to do Uh, Mm self-care. But nurses are tired. They work really hard. And then if they can't mm-hmm. do the self-care, there comes in a feeling of shame or not good enough, or I shoulds. And, and that's counterproductive as well, you know, Absolutely. Um, in, in teaching, as you know, being a, a coach as well, in teaching little techniques like taking a breath between each room and grounding and centering. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, those are really important, but I, th- I think, and I'm going to speak just from the I statement my personal story, Please. you know, yeah. uh, it was, um, it's so much easier to care for other people than it is to care for myself. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> oh, so yeah. yeah, just
1: having the permission or uh-huh. the knowledge that self-care is really the first step. And that's where along the caravan, we're having Helen Erickson talk about backdraft because it's something as nurses often were not used to doing, turning the, the compassion towards oneself. Mm -hmm. And it can stir the pot a little bit and then it can say, okay, wow. Wow. Look where I am. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Can you explain the concept of backdraft one more time?
1: It's, it's when we start acknowledging the suffering that we have because compassion is given in response to suffering and um, kind of the equation for suffering is um, pain times resistance So resistance could be like, for me, it would be eating chocolate or watching Schitt's Creek. Um, And Uh for, for other things, the resistance could be the way the healthcare system is, or it could be, you know, the manager's response to you on the unit, or it could be the way nurses, uh, you know, your fellow nurses may not be operating the way you operate. All kinds of Uh resistance happen in our profession and in our, our personal life. But so then, then you, their awarenesses kind of start to pop up. It's like, oh, oh, I have compassion for myself. Oh, I'm starting to see things are this way. And it might stir emotions. So the backdraft means it's that that uh, phrase from like firefighters, you know, where there's oxygen, you open the door, and it goes like it, the oxygen gets
0: oh, yes. sucked out right. of the Oh, yes, right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so it you kind of you feel really bad sometimes doing self-compassion. And that's a normal response. It just means you get yourself support around it.
0: I see. Right. Okay. Now you mentioned watching. You know, you said Schitt's Creek, like watching Netflix and eating chocolate. For me, that's part of my self care. (laughs) A little dark chocolate and a couple hours watching a watching a show or movie, so I can kind of like just do my own, just kind of just get out of my head for a little while.
1: Right. Well, isn't that great? It could be. It could be self care too, right? Is that? I see it as self care. Right. So it depends how it is for you. It could be yeah. a self-care thing, and some resistance actually is healthy. Resist, you know.
0: True, that's true. There's many things to resist. Um, <laughs> could be the government. Could be the administration. Could be our own proclivities towards addiction. Whatever it is we're resisting, you know. For me, just talking about self-care personally, for me, it's time with my kitty cat George, mm-hmm. um, time with Mary, my wife, and and our dear friends. Um, it's doing drawing and painting at my desk that's right behind me here. Um, Reading, I find reading often is an escape and also a way to expand my mind. Depending on what I'm reading, um, sometimes it's watching Netflix or Amazon and just watching a show that either entertains me. Sometimes entertainment is what I need for my self care. Sometimes what I need is I need to go hear some live music, or I just and I have music I listen to that that feeds my soul or feeds my heart, or the food, music that gets me going and gets gets me energized again if I'm tired. So there's lots and lots of things we can do as self-care and it doesn't have to be what someone tells you it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if your self-care comes to, you know, going down the street and scoring some meth, then we have to have a different, <laughs> different conversation. Or if your self-care involves having, you know, six drinks in the evening rather than one glass of wine at dinner, then we also have to have a conversation. Um, so self-care can look like many things and it looks like everyone looks differently. Everyone lives their own lives and their self-care is different. But I think your message, what I'm getting here is that you, that nurses need to turn the attention and the focus back on themselves because no one's going to tell them to do it Yeah. and their workplace, most workplaces are also not going to tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we would like that to happen, right? We would love workplaces to do that. But nurses do need to have this sense of personal agency, don't you think?
1: Yeah and I I sometimes it's that emotion of shame you know that the industry mm. puts on us that we're we're taking time for ourselves. Oh, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. Well mm, you know right yeah um, I know even for myself, for years working part time, I, I felt like shame. Oh, I'm not, cause I'm, I'm not a, really busted as much as the other nurse. So yeah. boy, am I good enough? You know that question, but you know, it's okay to, to throttle back and have balance
0: exactly and you know as i was ramping up my entrepreneurial career over the last 10 years i kept scaling back and back and back and back my work as a clinician as an as a chief nursing officer in albuquerque as a of a home health agency so there could be shame there you know i'm not i'm not working as a clinician anymore it's been over 3 years mm-hmm. and i could feel shame about that and you know there's there's a lot of internal shame in the in the healthcare professions and in nursing itself you know oh you don't work in a hospital you're not a real nurse or oh you're just a school nurse you know we hear the things like that yeah. and there's you know nurses need to claim what it is they want to be and what they want to do and i feel like in the 21st century we can do and be anything look you're a you're a forest therapy guy mm-hmm. yeah i know <laughs> and you're a, you're a reiki master so you're a living example of how a nurse can take her life and create whatever it is she wants to create even though maybe she slogged through some years as a clinician like you did. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And I think um, I'm going to put in a plug for you. This is where it's super great to have that career coaching (laughs) around it. Um, I know for me, I was down in the arena wrestling about letting my NP go. That was big, Mm, you know, and I, I even taught graduate studies and taught NP students and uh, yeah, it was a big thing and it had a lot of emotions and it took the, uh, a little wrestling match with my ego. Um,
0: to help me. Oh gosh, I have I have no doubt. So, you know, hats off to you for making this happen, for having this vision, for getting nurses together and planning all these multiple events. I know it is not a small task and I really congratulate you and I'll tune in to the organizing calls and things when I can. I have a pretty full schedule, but I'm I'm here. I'm supporting you from afar and I'll be here when you all arrive in New Mexico at the very least. And you know, I'm looking at the flyer that you sent me that you emailed to me, Healing Nurses Through Compassion and Self-Care. And it says, the Compassion Caravan is a national project led by holistic nurses for all of nursing to offer compassion through heart centered presence, holistic communication, networking, and focused experiences in self reflection and healing. Compassion is being expressed in the response to the high burnout rates in nursing. The Compassion Caravan invites nurses to be compassionately heard seen and supported and that's a beautiful beautiful mission statement so i thank you for for having the forethought to create something so clear about what your mission is i think it's really great
1: thank you i am you've been a big support so far and i'm excited um to have you in on the project
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And I will do my very best to support you however I can. This podcast is just the beginning, this bonus episode. And I really thank you for being here and for reaching out to me and making this happen. And I really encourage people to go to to CompassionCaravan.com, not The Compassion Caravan, but CompassionCaravan.com and to the show notes at NurseKeith.com forward slash Compassion Caravan. So Maggie Brown, thank you so much. This is so exciting. It's going to be an amazing year and you're part of making this an amazing year for nurses.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Keith.
0: Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the nurse Keith show. And remember those show notes with all the links and photos and everything are going to be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word compassion caravan i hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode i hope you feel empowered to actually care for yourself even more than you are now and i encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and your wellness and if you need personalized holistic career coaching to elevate your career Look no further than nursekeith.com and remember to mention the episode or the podcast itself to get 10% off your first coaching package. And did you know there are job listings and other resources at nursekeith.com? You can now find jobs from Reload, Trusted Health, Zip Recruiter, Incredible Health, and lots of other resources for you to check out, including OpenMD, a free search engine for evidence-based medicine, and an excellent IV course by video if you'd like to become an IV expert. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Speesen is our stalwart social media ringmaster keeping me in line with a whip and a chair. I'm grateful to both Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And this is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful and very chilly Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Maggie Brown bidding you a fond adieu from
1: wonderful philadelphia pa
0: philadelphia pa thank you maggie
1: city of brotherly
0: love right brotherly sisterly human humanly (laughs) love (laughs) thank you maggie thanks to everyone tuning in and we will catch you next time